This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Once again, Brian Laley with you here on the Island of Sanity, filling in for Lowell Green. And we could talk about lots of crazy, depressing stories. We could talk about news that will just make you angry. But to heck with that today. Why talk about dumb students? We'll get to that later on this morning. Why talk about dumb politicians? We can get to that later on. Yesterday's football game was nothing short of amazing. Steve Warren from Team 1200. But I'm calling by your old name. Damn it. TSN Radio. <laughs> You're not the first. I know. Well, you, years of one name and things change, yeah. All good. Uh, but Steve Warren joins me now. You were in the South Sides. I was watching on a big screen in a bar. Uh-huh. Riveted the whole time. Uh, now, I, I admitted last week that I was conflicted because I'm from the Hammer. High oh, Cats fan. I didn't know that. Uh, but excited to see this team, after just two years, head to the Grey Cup and with such style. Yeah, for a second-year expansion franchise, that's got everybody, even the most uh, optimistic among the fan base, they were going, okay, if this thing can get going and maybe they can compete for a playoff spot by year three, they'd have been thoroughly delighted. For this thing to have come together the way it has in just their sophomore year, it's astonishing. And for it to happen, to, to host a CFL Eastern Final, something they haven't done since 1978, that in itself is magic. Yeah, and when, when we're was talking the last about a four, time? It's a four-team division. Keep in mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I covered football through the Gleberman years. Oh yeah, uh, I remember something. some of the bad times. Uh, well, you know, Hamilton back then was in community ownership, and uh, the only thing that made us look good were the Glebermans. So <laughs> yeah, we've had a number of shaky owners over the years. Horn Chen would be another name that comes to mind, and. That's part of what made yesterday so special, that it was such a long time coming and so unlikely in just the second year. Of the, and and the way, you, there was a moment of despair, right, because I'm sure you're watching the game saying, okay, it's second down, 25 yards to go. Oh, when that snap went up. Yeah. And, and Burris was bumbling for it. You and know. and they're going into the wind at that point. And you just think, okay, it's done. All despair all the time. I think even the most optimistic fan was going, uh, it's, just, it's just not meant to be, apparently. And then, the, but but the, minutes earlier. There you go. So I mean, Ellingson catches that pass, runs it all the way in. I think he had to break one tackle. That yeah. was it. Well, one attempted tackle. It wasn't even fully there. It was miserable defense. Um, but uh, the um, the Tie Cats had been in that same position just a few minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. They thought they were going down, and then Tasker with an incredible catch. Absolutely. So and- you know, I just saw Graham Richardson walk into the the CFRA newsroom there. Uh, and he was on Lunch Bunch last week, and we were talking, you know, myself, uh, Graham, Pierre Bork, about what the game would be like. Graham predicted, he said, it's going to be a classic Eastern Conference final, seesaw battle to the end, and then last play will decide it. Not quite last play, but close. Oh, yeah, and it's a play that I think football fans will remember forever. It's right there in, in the discussion process. For those who are of a certain vintage with Tony Gabriel's 1976 Grey Cup catch that gave them the win that day over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It, again, it's it's going to be hard to forget that one. Anybody who was there, anybody watching on TV, it was a magical moment that I don't think, I don't think anybody saw coming. It's the type of game that um, I think you'd only get in the CFL. It's a different style of play. Uh, I ran into a guy as I was leaving the bar. I said, you know, what a game. I hadn't seen that he was there. I said, you know, what'd you think? He said, oh, I was here watching NFL on one of the small screens. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, we, I, can't, I can't believe there are still people that are so dismissive of the CFL when you get such good play. 
The CFL, though, lost Ottawa fans for a long time because the Rough Riders were so miserable. They went away for a long time, and they had a second franchise in the Renegades fold. So I think a lot of people who are reared on the NFL just thought of the CFL as a joke. And I think yesterday, and just getting the franchise back with quality ownership and quality people from Jeff Hunt all the way down, um, that I think has restored a level of affection. But moments like yesterday is a real sort of galvanizing, bonding agent. And those are the moments that really make sports fans. So the NFL guys you're talking about, I think, they were. I think we've hacked down a few of those, and I think we've converted a few folks today. What was uh, what was the Lansdowne area like <clears throat> after the game? Bedlam. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of just people wandering around. That's the neat thing about the new experience that is Lansdowne, right? It's not just a stadium. You, with, you used I'll to just walk. Villa, I'll go to the Villa Deli and wait in line to try and get in there, but there wasn't much going on around Lansdowne directly. Now there's lots to do. Yeah, it's not everyone trying to squeeze into Irene's before a game. Exactly. There's but a lot. Even those who are wandering back to the uh, OC Transpo buses or, or back to their vehicles, they're just randomly shouting, Red Blacks! Go Red Blacks! <laughs> and it was a really neat experience to be part of. And it was almost, it, it's interesting that Henry Burris himself pointed this out, a play earlier, it may not have happened. Burris, Burris threw a ball directly at one of the Hamilton players, Arnaud Gascon Nadeau. He was, oh, he was. He his, looked just beside oh, himself. Totally, and it's like his first game. He's he's in there as a sub for Eric Norwood, who got a knee injury in the Eastern semifinal, and he has this chance to be the hero. And somehow, some way, he drops the ball. And a play later is when the hero moment happens for Greg Ellingson. I can't imagine how Gascon Nadeau feels. Uh, I got to wrap up in a sec, but I, I can't. Uh, you don't want to talk football all day. Eh? I I can, and we, you know, if you want to <laughs> stick around, I can keep talking about it. But the Ottawa defense. I'd been talking with my brother, and he keeps calling me a traitor in the lead up to the game because I, you know, I'd predicted the Red Blacks would win, and I predicted that they'll beat whoever they're going to face. And it turns out, it, you know, going to face Edmonton. I think the Red Blacks are going to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I said, look, Hamilton's really banged up, and they kind of were. But they played tremendously for a team that's been through a heck of a lot. They lost Calaris beginning of the season. Mazzoli's, what, the fourth-string quarterback, yep. really? Yep. Uh, and then yesterday, Banks just shut down. I mean, that, that, that's a testament to the Ottawa defense, that Banks was ineffective. Yeah, specifically on special teams, because Banks has been uh, a thorn in everybody's side, and really... So he gets one break. Oh, yeah. And he's gone. And they have, I mean, Milo's punts into the wind and things like that. You know, it was their line drive, and Banks actually had room to operate. And this has been the thorn in Ottawa's side for a lot of the year uh, in that special teams has let them down in a lot of offense, defense have been really consistent for the most part, but special teams has been a problem. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you've got uh, the special teams show up in the biggest of games and shut down Brandon Banks. So, yeah, the defense was great too. I mean, Jeremiah Masoli was way better than he was billed as. I, he, yeah. He did not look, for the first time, I think, in his CFL career, he did not look like a backup. He looked really strong. Yeah, he looked like a starter, and uh, I, I think anybody got their money's worth yesterday. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I, I mean, I was in the stands, and it was it was fascinating to watch, because Ottawa, I find, is a town where it's filled with these wonderful people, but you always kind of need that icebreaker. Once you have the icebreaker, you have this real warmth to people. 
Well, you didn't need that icebreaker yesterday. That moment where Ellingson goes in for the touchdown, I'm seeing strangers reaching across rows to high-five people they've never met before. (laughs) And that's the great thing about having a pro sports team in your town. It really brings a community together. All right, Steve Warren from TSN Radio. Thanks for coming in. Thank you kindly. All right, Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. I feel like I should be going out to buy myself a Kenora dinner jacket, also known as a lumber jacket. Uh, I don't know if you watched yesterday's game. Maybe you were there. Welcome your thoughts on this. Are you excited about the Red Blacks? Everyone was going Blue Jay crazy a little while ago. Well, the playoffs aren't quite as long as in baseball, where they last from essentially the run from late August until beginning of November. But are you excited? Are you going to jump on the bandwagon of the Red Blacks? And what was great to see yesterday was not only the football, which was truly amazing, but also the fans getting into the game. The fans getting into the game, dressing up like Big Joe, everyone's in, well, there were a couple of people in Canadian tuxedos. Dave, you know what a Canadian tuxedo is? He's giving me the thumbs up. Jeans and a jean jacket. But there were lots more people that were in the um, in the lumber jacket motif of Big Joe. Uh, you know, I, I love the branding of this team. It's a throwback to the days when Ottawa wasn't a government town, that Ottawa was a rough and ready uh, lumber town where the Chateau Lafayette might have been a fancy bar. Kind of is now. But I welcome your thoughts on this. Are you jumping on the bandwagon? Are you excited about the return of football, serious football, in the nation's capital? The the redevelopment of Lansdowne truly showing itself off now. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. We can get into serious topics in a bit. But I want to hear a couple people on this issue. 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. You're from, calling from out of town? 1-800-580-2372. The, uh, the Sun today has 15 pages of coverage of the game. Uh, tons of pictures. Amazing coverage if you want to check it out. It is uh, fantastic to watch. And then the Citizens front page has a picture of uh, Coach Rick Campbell hosting the Eastern Division Trophy. Hopefully next week that will be the Grey Cup, and I truly think that it will be. I think Burris and Jackson and Ellington and all of them, I think that they can they can take the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, I'd be cheering harder if it was the Calgary Stampeders because for some reason I've developed a hate on for the Stamps. Not sure why, but I'm willing to try. That's a weird note. Okay, um, No calls on this. All right. Maybe you want to call in and talk about yoga at the University of Ottawa. Maybe yoga is more your thing rather than football. If you haven't heard this story, this is something special. The University of Ottawa at the Student Center, they had a a yoga program for students with disabilities. And it's been shut down, not because of anything funny going on, but because the student executive at the University of Ottawa is worried about cultural appropriation. Jennifer Scarf is a yoga, yoga instructor. She was giving this class for free to students. She's been doing it for the last seven years. 
But the University of Ottawa Student Federation Center for Students uh, for Disabilities said, no, you can't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore because yoga is is not of you. Jennifer Scarf is a, a white woman. She's not East Indian, and therefore her doing yoga and teaching students who are not in East Indian yoga, I guess, is is somehow her stealing someone else's culture. And here you thought we were supposed to believe in, in multiculturalism. The Student Council, none of whom I can tell, I'll bring up their names after the bottom of the hour, none of whom, as far as I can tell, are actually... Indian themselves are complaining that this woman is is stealing someone else's culture and they're shutting it down. Do you send your kids to post-secondary education? Are you paying for your kids' post-secondary education? Because if you are, at least at the university level, I think you might be wasting your money. 521-TALK, 521-8255 or star 580 on Bell Mobility. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green and Carl in Ottawa. You're on the Lowell Green Show. Hey, Brian. Um, I was at the game yesterday, and, uh, yeah, the uh, significance of that last catch, uh, I remember the Gabriel catch in 76. So, you know, I'm not going to say what my age is, but uh, anyways. <laughs> I, um, I only remember it through pictures. I would have been about five I, at the time. Well, I watched it on TV back then, and uh, I was, uh, you know, I was a bit older than five. But... Besides that, the other significant game I think I remember that I was at also was uh, the one where Terry Fox uh, did the ceremonial kick at the beginning. Okay. So now I've got basically three games that stand out in my memory. is the Gabriel catch, Terry Fox, and now this. But I, I just want to change gears a little bit. I want to. I hope most of the media in this town are listening right now to this show, and usually I think they are. And when I got home, I kind of was watching TV and I was listening on the radio as I was driving home and everything. And we won this game, and I heard media talking like, you know, well, it got down to the last minute, and it just, you know, just didn't seem like it was going to happen. And you know, it was, it was this negativity. There's there's this negativity that has been stymied in Ottawa for decades. And like when the Lynx won their championship in '95. The media said stuff like, oh, they just won it by the skin of their teeth. Nobody you know, can just you know say what? We won. Nobody can just say that, hey, we won. We're on our way to the Great Cup. Leave the negativity at home. Don't report on the negativity. What is it with the media in this town that's constant negativity? Just be happy for our team <laughs> that we're going. Like, geez, it's been 34 bloody years, boys. Wake the hell up and just go with the flow. You know what I mean? My college team is Notre Dame, uh, Carl. We, yeah. we barely won on Saturday night. Okay. Scraped by against Boston College, which has yeah. the top-ranked defense, and I think their their offense is ranked 126 out of 127 NAAC well, teams. Well, then there you but go. We still, but we still won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you walked into a pub near Notre Dame and you heard somebody saying, well, we just barely won, the guy would probably get pummeled and tossed out the front window of the pub. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with Ottawa. It's always been. And the other thing, just before I go, I know you got to go there, is I heard on the media yesterday, you know, finally Ottawa will have a chance at a championship team, you know. And I thought to myself, 
The 67s won it in 84. They came back. They won it again. The Senators went to the Stanley Cup in 2007. They didn't win it. They lost four games to one. Yeah. Uh, the Rough Riders won in 76. And, so it's, you know, it, it has been is, a little while, but we've had good teams, and I'm not taking the, the anything Lynx, away from the Sens. And everybody tends to forget about the Ottawa Lynx. The Ottawa Lynx won the championship in 95, so we haven't gone that long without a championship team. Hey, it's just, more recently than Toronto. Carl, thanks for the call. No problem. Uh, I'm, I'm Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. Your thoughts on the Red Blacks, on the redevelopment of Lansdowne, or you want to call in about crazy yoga? We'll take those calls too. 521-TALK, 521-8255. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. Uh, Friend emailing me this over the uh, the news break. Herb Metcalf, who was one of the top liberal lobbyists in uh, Ottawa for many years, director and employee of the Capitol Hill Group, um, lobbied some of the top people in the country uh, on house arrest. This just released uh, the other day. The Canada Revenue Agency uh, indicating he's on house arrest because... Um, he did not report on his personal income tax returns, evading $396,259 in federal income taxes. He, uh, two years, less a day, conditional sentence, including 12 months of house arrest. He's still a lobbyist. How do you lobby when you're on house arrest? Interesting question. Taking your calls on everything Red Blacks or yoga. Maybe yoga's more your thing. Maybe this is not a football town like I thought it was after yesterday. Dave, we got that, we got that play call? We got that? Okay. I, w- I want to play this. This is, uh, I think it's the, the, the Ellenson call. Let's go. Maybe I was too early. Maybe I was too early for Dave. Second and 25, high snap. Burris has it. Burris looks downfield, throws, and it is caught! Inside Hamilton territory, and there he goes. It's Ellingson down the sidelines, inside the 10. Touchdown, Ottawa. Greg Ellingson, a miracle. My voice is hurting hearing that, but what a play. What a call. Are you catching Red Black's fever? 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. Rick in Hintonburg, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Yeah, Brian, uh, how are you? Uh, well, yeah, excited about football. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm normally excited about football, so that's not a big change. But uh, well, me too. Uh, I I listened to the game yesterday on radio because on 1200 actually, yep. and uh, it brought back some memories. Uh, I'm a senior, and I remember listening to uh, the hockey games and football before we had TV. And uh, then, of course, TV came, and uh, but now TV has gone away again, and I don't have cable, so uh, I listened to the radio, and it was actually, I, I think, uh, as good, if not better, than watching it on TV. You, you know what we used to do? Uh, my dad always would have the um, uh, the game on, the radio, and he'd put on the TV and turn down the sound, because he always liked the call better uh, on on radio than on TV. Yeah. A lot of people used to do that. 
anyway, uh, even from uh, those days, way, way back, I've always been a, a Ticat fan. Uh, but yesterday I was pulling for the Red Blacks. I don't like the way the Thai Cats treated Burris um, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I've, I've had arguments with that, and uh, even yesterday was saying they shouldn't have let Burris go. But uh, given salary caps and everything else, they had a choice between Henry Burris or Kolaros, and they decided Kolaros was the future and you know, yeah, Bur- Burris was what thirty-eight at that point. Guy's yeah, forty years old. Look at what he did yesterday. Exactly, but also there, there were other things involved. Uh, from what I've heard, they, they've done some interviews with uh, Henry, and uh, he wasn't uh, too thrilled with the way he was treated. He he, he figured he never got a, a fair break in Hamilton towards the end. But anyway, uh, be that as it may, I'm uh, I'm cheering for the Red Blacks. I may become. A permanent fan, but I'm a fan this this year anyway, and last year because of uh, Hank Burris. So I I think it's great, and it was great listening to it on the radio too. And I I'm going to be doing that for the Grey Cup. I also uh, think that it's outrageous that uh, looking in the TV guide that comes with the paper. I do have a TV, but I don't have cable. Yeah, and. Um, all I could see yesterday was NFL, NFL, NFL. There was about three NFL games on uh, Canadian channels and no no CFL games. Well, I, I think it's ridiculous that, the, you know, they, they don't even... The, they're still going to show it. TSN had the rights yesterday for the... Uh, yeah, but you have to have cable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. You pretty much have to have cable to get much of anything these days. Well, uh, I, I've I, got the the, uh, the old antenna going, and I get eleven channels. So. Yeah, yeah, that's more than I used to get. It's well, one I of the get eleven. I got cable. On, my TV's pretty old too, <laughs> as Rick, well as me. You you wanted to make a quick comment about yoga? Yeah, I well I, I I heard that this morning on the morning news. Couldn't make head or tail of it until you just mentioned what it was about. It, it's a racial thing now. Well, it's it's weird. Nobody that is involved, as far as I can tell, is actually Indian. Exactly. But they're being told you can't do this because you're not Indian. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Is this at Ottawa U? Yes, it is. Uh, well, you know who's the president of Ottawa U, uh, Rock. I, you know, there's lots of things I'd like to blame on Alan Rock, uh, but this one was the Student Federation, although he sets the tone for crazy right. political correctness. So. Yeah, he banned a whole hockey team uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, he also uh, wrote to Ann Coulter before she ever appeared, warning her that she could be charged based on what she said. Yeah. And you know, you wouldn't do that for, for anybody else, so... That's a little bizarre. Thanks for the call. And normally, I, I would not, uh, I wouldn't support Ann Coulter because I'm from the opposite end of that spectrum. But, but free speech uh, is free right speech, as everybody does in a democracy. All right. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. To Kelly in Winchester, calling in about the Red Blacks. Kelly, no, I hit the wrong line. There we go. Kelly, you're yeah. on, you're on the Low Green Show. I, I really enjoy your. I really enjoy your show. You doing the show? Thank you. Um, I was never a football fan. I'm a senior. Um, for some reason, the Red Blacks just caught my attention, and I've been watching the games. I've been learning about football, which I never did before, and I have so enjoyed the whole thing. There's something about this team that just kind of hits you in the heart. 
And uh, I was just sitting here by myself yesterday yelling and screaming for that last touchdown. I really enjoyed it. I'm so proud of them, and I'm proud of Ottawa fans, and I hope they go all the way. But, uh, hey, they have done us proud, and they sure put some fun into my life. They, uh, I, I was cheering because, as, as I've said, I'm, I'm conflicted. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up as a, as a Ticat fan, yes. uh, it was tough. But I got to cheer every single play yesterday. Yes. It was an amazing game. It was it as was. good as anything you'd see it was. in the NFL. Yes, it was. And, I, and I, as I said, I knew nothing about football when I started with the Red Blacks. And uh, I'm picking it up as it goes along. I'm much better than I was. <laughs> well, I, it was a little while ago, my, uh, my youngest daughter, she's 11, she said to me, Daddy, was football confusing to you when you started with all the rules? I said, yes, it was. <laughs> yes. You'll yes. get there. Yes, Keep sure. watching. Well, they've certainly added some spice in my life. <laughs> all right, Kelly, thanks Thank for you, the call. Rob. Thank you. Bye. All right, Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. We're taking your calls on Red Blacks. You want to comment on uh, the yoga story from the University of Ottawa that's gone around the world? Uh, we can take your calls on that as well. 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Victory formation for Ottawa. Henry Burris under center. Takes a knee. Break out the champagne. The 34-year wait is over, Ottawa. The Red Blacks are Grey Cup bound. I'm excited. How about you? The worst thing about the Grey Cup is it's in Winnipeg. That means people have to go to Winnipeg. Generally try not to slam other Canadian cities, but it's Winnipeg, so I feel like I can. Uh, 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility. Brian, from the Re- Brian Lilly from the Rebel.media in for Lowell Green today, taking your calls on the Red Blacks. Also, the issue of yoga. Now, let me explain this a little bit more. As I said, Ottawa Sun was the first uh, media outlet that I saw with this story. Since then, it's been picked up around the world. The Daily Mail out of Britain mocking the heck out of the University of Ottawa. It's a story of Jennifer Scarf, yoga teacher who has been teaching a free class since 2008. Uh, staff at the stu- Center for Students with Disabilities said in an email, while yoga is a really great idea and accessible uh, and great for students, there are cultural issues of implication involved in the practice. Yoga has been uh, under a lot of controversy lately due to how it is being practiced. It adds that the cultures that yoga is taken from have experienced oppression, cultural genocide, and diasporas due to colonialism and Western supremacy. We need to be mindful of this and how we express ourselves while practicing yoga. So it is for these reasons that people are looking for a reason to be offended that they've canceled a free yoga class at the University of Ottawa. A free yoga class that this instructor was doing out of the goodness of her heart. It's not hurting anybody. If you look at how yoga has spread around the world, it's been spread by people that wanted to, well, take this practice and inform other people in other cultures. And we're told that we're supposed to be multicultural, but now these people at the University of Ottawa 
are saying no. And again, it is the Students' Federation. Now, who's doing this? As far as I can tell, none of the people on the Student Federation executive are themselves East Indian. Their names, Heidi West, Nicole Mailer, Vanessa Doramain, and Romeo uh, Ahimakin, I think. I'm not sure on the pronunciation on the last one. But none of them, as far as I can tell, East Indian, but worried that someone is appropriating East Indian culture. Why are we funding universities if this is what you come away with at the end? Why are you paying for your kids to go to university if this is what they come away with at the end? If The Onion had put this up as a parody, people would laugh and say, that's crazy, that's ridiculous. No, now parody is reality. They're so worried about offending someone that they have taken away a free yoga class. There's another academic from New York, uh, and I'll bring this one up in a minute. Um, This woman is saying that when we eat ethnic cuisine, multicultural cuisine, if we're only eating the yummy parts, then then we're somehow being racist because, well, we should be eating the crappy part. All right, everyone line up for haggis, right? And head cheese for dinner for everyone. Oy vey. Do you send your kids to university, your grandkids, you support them there, or are you going to start telling them maybe they should get out? 521-TALK, 521-8255, or star 580 on Bell Mobility. The University of Ottawa, I think, needs to give their head a shake. By the way, I've reached out to them and asked them to come on, and I'll be very respectful if they do come on and let them explain their position, but they will be challenged. We'll see if they do. Sean in Beacon Hill, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi there. Yeah, this uh, yoga tempest in the teapot, probably a blessing in disguise, really, because the thing that's funny, of course, is you're not supposed to, by these rules that change all the time, not supposed to culturally appropriate any other cultures, but you're also supposed to not be Eurocentric and ethnocentric and even use the term old stock Canadian. So, of course, you know, everyone's, if you took their word for it, we'd all be stuck. But uh, I think it's a double blessing in disguise because... Well, hold on. If they're not, if nobody's supposed to culturally appropriate, universities came out of Western Europe. Yeah. So but, only people of Western European background can go to university now. Well, I I, think, Is that where we're going? I mean, because to me, that's a logical extension of we can't have people that aren't East Indian doing yoga unless they fully immerse themselves in it and don't just culturally appropriate it. Well, I think the positive thing to come out of it would be to actually sort of, you know, play their game is, okay, you know, I've, over the years, the more multiculturalism has been pushed, the more I've become sort of ethnocentric and Eurocentric, and I really didn't even think of myself really as white growing up in Ottawa, but, you know, the more they go on and on and on about it, the more I do really sort of think of well, myself as that. This divides people. Well, exactly. It, it, it divides people. There are all kinds of people in this city. I mean, uh, on, on the night of the, the, the big moon, we were supposed to, we had clouds, but you were supposed to be able to see the, um, the moon, one of the best views ever. There were 700 people at Lansdowne doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a nice warm night. They thought, let's do it under the, the moon. Didn't work out for the, um, uh, you know, being able to see. Mm. But 
who said all of a sudden that you can't do this if you're not of the the right culture? Well, this the is thing... a bizarre a- attempt at at stopping uh, their claims of well, colonialism it's... and racism and everything else by being little racist snots. Well, the thing is, it's silliness versus silliness because westernized people doing silly, you know. Kind of, it is culturally appropriating in the sense that they're trying to imitate East Indian stuff and doing stuff under the moon. You know, that's sort of silliness, like seances and stuff. Yeah, like yoga, that. yoga can be a very good form of exercise. Well, then, do, then they, they'd probably be better off doing Pilates because then you can dump all this bogus mysticism. And <laughs> in, and the thing too, on top of it, from my understanding, is yoga is actually a hybrid. It was sort of a, a British a British fitness movement that it was sort of picked up when it was exported to India. So it's already a hybrid even before it left India. So. Um, I, I haven't heard that. But this is, the University of Ottawa is uh, is showing themselves to be rather ridiculous. It, thankfully, though, they are being mocked around the world for this. Well, the thing is, again, you're not supposed to have white students' unions. They've had several of those. People have problems. But again, you know, I think people should, if they don't want us to culturally appropriate, we should probably just embrace our own culture even more. That's fine with me. Uh, all right, Sean, thanks for the call. The academic I was telling you about, uh, her name is Rachel Cow, and she is um, a scholar and educator based in New York City. Picked this up on David uh, Thompson's uh, blog, and she writes about food that, well, we can't, we can't have Japan reduced to ramen and sushi, Mexico reduced to tacos and burritos, and India reduced to curry and so on. Food can be used as a tool of marginalization and oppression. It's critical for us to reflect on how we perceive the cultures that we're consuming and think about the relationship between food, people, and power. Why? Why and what does that mean? Eating food from another culture in isolation from that culture's history and also current issues means that we're just borrowing the pieces that are enjoyable, palatable, and easily digestible. Why wouldn't we just take the parts that are good? You know what? When my family left Scotland, we stopped eating all kinds of stuff that people mock us for. Why? As they said in the movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer, most Scottish food is based on a dare. Doesn't mean you have to keep eating it. This is what your children, your grandchildren are getting if they're going to university. This is what they are immersing themselves in. And for some reason, we are paying for it. We are subsidizing the university system to the tune of billions of dollars a year. I don't think we're getting our money's worth anymore. And I don't think that we should be encouraging. If this is what they're going to learn, then I'm not sure encouraging people to go, especially for a general arts degree, is worth it anymore. People used to go to get a general arts degree, a liberal arts degree, because they would, they would study the great books. They would study great ideas. Now they're studying micro, microaggressions. They're studying cultural appropriation. They're learning terms like manspreading and mansplaining rather than studying actual great books. And they're coming away worried about cultural appropriation of yoga. Send your kids to college. Send them to a trade school. Have them join the army. But I am really wondering if university is worth it for anyone anymore. 
We'll switch up topics at the top of the hour. 521-TALK, 521-8255, star 580 on Bell Mobility, or 1-800-580-2372. Despite his claims that everyone wants to join on the refugee craze, doctors, bureaucrats, more coming out against Justin Trudeau's plans. I'm Brian Lilly, in for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. For breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week, News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. And Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green once again. Been talking earlier in the program about the Red Blacks, about yoga at the University of Ottawa. And if you've called in on that, we'll get to your calls. But I want to switch it up a little bit right now. Because... We've been told, let let me back up. Before the terror attacks happened in Paris, and there was renewed concern about security with the issue of bringing in 25,000 Syrian refugees so quickly, I had said to you that there was a book I needed to read. And I went out and bought it at Chapters and was prepping to read it, and I was going to tell you all about it last week. Instead, we talked about the terror attacks, we talked about Syrian refugees. And the book is called Nudge, written by a guy named Cass Sunstein. Now, Cass Sunstein was one of Obama's top advisors, one of his czars. And he looks at how how to move public opinion in the way the government wants it. How to change your mind when you don't like what they're doing. And this came to mind today on a couple of points. So I need to get back into that book, and I need to get back into that mindset and, and bring you more of that. Because we've got a, a new poll out today. The Angus Reid Institute, they put out a poll. Canadians are uh, nearly two-thirds say they would support the, the country signing an agreement to reduce emissions, even if it meant a 10% increase in their annual household energy costs. In 7 in 10, support Canada signing such an agreement, even if major polluters like China and India do not. So despite all kinds of facts being shown to the Canadian public, or often hidden from the Canadian public, I suppose, they have been able to convince Canadians about the need to sign on to agreements, even though we are less than 2% of the world's emissions even though China and India will not reduce emissions, and theirs are the big ones, and they continue to rise, even though the United States, who we've been walking lockstep with, is not doing even what the Obama administration lectures us that we should do. So that's on the one side. The Canadian public is firmly online with the government, and this poll is going to be held up as proof that the government's on the right track and Canadians back everything they're doing. But there have been several polls over the last few days showing that Canadians have concerns, especially around security issues on the Syrian refugee front. Similar numbers, 60% and more saying they have issues with this. But those polls are going to be ignored because the government's going to spend $500,000 advertising to you to move the Overton window, to make you feel like, don't worry about security threats, everything's good. They will ignore public opinion on that issue. They will say public opinion is with them on climate change. And then they will try and nudge you towards their viewpoint. 
half a million dollars to target you on Facebook and use websites just over the next little while. They're going to tell you that, well, there have never been any terrorists getting into the country through refugee systems. They're going to forget Ahmed Rassam, the millennial bomber. They're going to forget, I, I may get his name right, I may get a Muhammad instead of a Muhammad, 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 Isa Muhammad. I think I got his name right. He's the guy that came into Canada in 1988. Sorry, 1987. 1988 is when we said, you're not admissible to the country. You are a terrorist. You helped kidnap people on an LL flight. You shot up a plane full of people in Greece. We do not want you in our country. 1988 is when we said that. He was finally deported in 2013. We had huge security details following him. Then there were the people who are suspected of being terrorists who were entering the country and were deemed inadmissible, not only by Canadian Border Services Agency, but signed a security certificate signed off by two different liberal cabinet ministers, Mahmoud Jabala, one such person, came into Canada in the 1990s, tried to get rid of him for more than a decade. Can't happen. Hassan uh, Almre, Syrian national, same thing. We've got uh, Adil Sharkawi, another one. Even in Ottawa, Mohammed Harkat was deemed inadmissible to this country. How many millions were spent keeping him here? He's still here. And we're told not to worry. And the government, instead of listening to public opinion and slowing down, is going to just keep moving along and then try and nudge you. They're going to try and convince you that their position's right by advertising at you. We've got former bureaucrats in the immigration system saying, um, you're moving too fast. You can't do this. You've got doctors in Ontario warning. Health Minister Eric Hoskins, hold on, 10,000 10, Syrian refugees bringing in into Ontario, we don't have the ability to deal with that. There's already 800,000 people in Ontario without a family doctor. This is going to add more strain to the healthcare system. We're told not to worry. Just watch the ads and get nudged in the right direction. And by the way, if you oppose their plans, you're racist. I reject that. I think you reject that. I don't think that's accurate. I think raising legitimate concerns is called for. And instead, instead of listening to public opinion, they're going to try and shape it while going forward. But they will use public opinion when they enter what they see as the real threat tonight, the climate change talks that the premiers are gathering for here in Ottawa with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. My apologies to you. 
Not only because it's Belil, Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green today, but also because I, I got the name of a terrorist wrong. So, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. I got the name of a terrorist wrong. His real name, full name, Mahmoud Mohammed Issa Mohammed. In 1968, he was involved in hijacking a commercial LL aircraft in Greece. He and another man hurled grenades inside the plane. They sprayed it with bullets. 50-year-old Leon Sheridan was killed. He was arrested at the airport, convicted of manslaughter and other charges, sentenced to 17 years in jail. But, hey, he got out of jail and was pardoned by Greece after his buddies hijacked another plane and said, let him go and drop all the charges or people in this plane get it. So when you hear that he was pardoned, just know that it's because they said, you will let him go or we will kill other people. Moved to Canada in 1987, failed to disclose his membership in the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, failed to disclose his criminal history. 1988, it was ruled, you're inadmissible to the country. 1988, so not even a year in, and he's told, get out. It took until 2013 to get rid of him. But we're told, don't worry, be happy. 521-TALK, 521-8255. And in Ashton, you're not calling about terrorists, but you are calling about yoga. Well, you yeah, like I yoga? talk about yoga, but I also have a comment about the refugee thing. But first, sure. the yoga, I feel that, um, I don't know, uh, ever since I read that article, I was stunned uh, for one thing, because yoga is not something that's been practiced in this country for decades. I mean, it's books have been written by all kinds of non-Indian people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like ever since the liberals got elected, it's emboldening these people to come out with this <laughs> kind of stuff. It's making the crazies crazier, you think? It is. It just, um, it's just... I'm not I, sure. I think they've always been crazy on university campuses. <laughs> but, I mean, what are you going to do? Have a movement to shut down uh, martial arts studios now? And Oh. You know, like, I mean, holy cow, we can go really crazy with this I stuff. didn't think about that. Yeah. No more karate. Yeah. Um, the other thing about the refugees, I've been reading a lot about this and, you know, listening to your show. But I was listening to uh, the CBC because I like to hear what the other side's saying, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Rex Murphy's old show, and I guess it was about a week or two ago, and somebody else was hosting it because I guess he's not on the show anymore. But uh, they were talking about this, uh, you know, this idea of screening refugees coming in, and we're not, you know, we're not taking enough time or, you know, what people's opinion was uh, regarding the amount of time that the liberals are taking to bring these people in. And there was an Egyptian woman that phoned from outside of Toronto, and she told... she. She was totally against this fast-tracking, okay? She uh-huh. said it took her three years to get into Canada. And they did a thorough, you know, vetting of her background. And she said that, uh, you know, they need to be, they need to take more time to do this. And um, the, uh, she started to say that, you know, she says, have you ever, have, you know, I don't think she said, have you ever been to a mosque? But she basically said that, um, you know, you don't hear the stuff that I hear. You know this, what I this mean? is what Tarek Fatah tells me all the time. Yeah. Is, like, is that I, I need to, to go to some, not all, but I need to go to some of the mosques and hear what's actually 
preached. Okay. They, they, there's one that was burned down in Peterborough, and this is not an excuse for burning it down, but everyone's saying, oh, this is horrible, this is diversity, we need it. You should hear, yeah. it's on video, on their site, you should see what the imam there preaches about the duties of wives. Yeah, exactly. And so the interesting thing, though, is that, you know, this they allowed this woman to talk, okay? The host allowed this woman to talk and say her thing, but as soon as she was done, they just, okay, thank you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to pursue the conversation, which I thought was interesting, you know? Well, but that that is kind of telling. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks but, for the call in. All right. Thank you. Bye. Mike in Ottawa. You're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Oh, hi. I, I I just wanted to, you know, this this refugee thing, and it's and it's really infuriating me because this idea of bringing twenty five thousand people, I think, in a just, month, in a month, I think is crazy. But now that slowly they're starting to bring out the figures, like one point two billion dollars. Uh, for the refugees, and they're mostly apparently now they're going to be mostly women and ch- uh, children who probably haven't had any proper medical treatment, and uh, especially the kids in probably years. So there's going to be all the medical costs, uh, new eye care, uh, dental, the whole nine yards. And this is this 1.2 billion is just the tip of the ice iceberg, and and it just infuriates me because a lot of this money, if they were just to write a check and give it to the refugee or organizations over there could go a long way to uh, building new facilities over there uh, ten t- tenfold because our dollars a lot uh, would go a lot long, uh, farther over there than it would here i just think i just think it's inhumane the way the government's uh, behaving right now they're uh, the, way, the way they're doing it now i think it's just totally inhumane we, and we, be- we could help a lot more people yeah and i just want i just wanted to say that uh, you know i'm really upset with the way the West is handling this uh, whole France thing, isn't it time that instead of, listen, this refugee crisis is destabilizing the West. Let's be honest and frank about it, and uh, especially in Europe. It's starting to affect the economies all around in the Europe, which will eventually affect the world. You look at Belgium, nobody's, gone, nobody's going to work today because the city is basically being shut down for one person, which I, th- I think could be a total, uh, another conversation. Isn't it time... For the West to, and I'm not saying take over Syria, but to have uh, safety, uh, safe zones, and put in some uh, soldiers and everything else. And uh, well, part of the problem, Mike, and this has been the problem for Western countries from the beginning, is who's the good guys? Bashir al-Assad is a nasty dictator. Uh, who are the forces that are going to take over from him? This is why I was skeptical of the Arab Spring from the beginning. One of the few voices out there saying. Hold on a minute. These dictators are are really bad dudes, but look at who wants to replace them. And look at what we got in Egypt. We got the Muslim Brotherhood uh, singing about marching on Jerusalem uh, with um, the the former president there smiling on as they did that. And the only reason Egyptian isn't worse now is that the military took over again. Uh, Who's going to take over? Libya is a mess. Syria is a mess. This is from Western countries who maybe propped up dictators in the past now saying, okay, we liked you before, but now you got to go. I realize that. And what you're discussing is mistakes that we made in the past. But we got to, in my opinion, we got to deal with what's going on right now. The world's being destabilized and it's going, it's spinning in out of control. All I'm saying is maybe terri- ter- territories of maybe 10 miles across and 10 miles deep and soldiers protecting those areas to have safe zones for the refugees and create small 
uh, no-flight zones. Instead of having them coming all over into the West, destabilizing it, uh, terrorists sneaking in and everything else, you know, there's 28 countries in Europe, and and if each each country pulling up, let's say two or three thousand troops, that adds up to a lot of troops. We're not right. talking we're not talking uh, full scale war here. This could- I, I I think it would end up that way, Mike. We got to leave it there. Time for the news. Thanks for the call. You want want to have your say on Mike's idea? Give us a call, 521-TALK, 521-8255. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Ottawa's home for breaking news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. News Talk 580 CFRA. Here is Lowell Green. We're the big tall ginger. Brian Lillian for Lowell Green. We're with you until 2 o'clock. Uh, lunch bunch coming up. We've got John Ruddle from CTV Ottawa joining us and Tim Tierney. Ottawa City Councillor, uh, I'm working on a couple of shows, uh, a couple of ideas for one to two for you. Uh, right now, ta- taking your calls on the refugee situation. Another thing I should know, beyond this nudge, this attempt to convince you because you're not on side, is that last week we were told, not don't worry about those rumors going around army bases that we're moving soldiers out. That's not happening. Department of National Defense was quite emphatic about that. Uh, now, I'm being sent copies of letters. Now, they do appear to mostly be training bases and not soldiers moved out of their full uh, their full regular homes. It'd be bases like CFB Meaford. Not a lot of people, it may not be anyone that actually lives at Meaford, but it is a training base where maybe you'd live for five to six weeks while training. So we might be shutting down military training in order to deal with this. One of the many different facets. Ian, in Gatineau, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Yeah, hi, Brian. You know, sometimes I don't know where to start now after hearing all your callers. I mean, I, I've had it with this world. I've never heard so much crap. All this climate change, it's all a big scam. I suppose the Gores and the Suzukis will be at this meeting. Uh, and I'm well, against they, they bringing all, they in all, the refugees. They all flew in. I just want to point that out. They all flew in. Yeah. To tell us that we shouldn't fly away on vacation. Oh well, Brian, can I ask a question? What the heck are we supposed to heat our homes and run our cars off if all these do-gooder, bleeding hard environmentalists want to shut down the tar sands and everything? I mean, are people crazy? Yes. What is wrong with this country? And uh, going back to the refugees, health care. I've got a daughter in Gatineau, Quebec. She's a, a bona fide nurse, and guess what? She doesn't have a doctor. She can't get a doctor here. She's got to go to Montreal to a doctor, and we're going to bring in all these refugees, and they're, they're going to crowd us out. They're going to get medical attention. I mean, I, I, I mean I've had it. I mean, the, the world's crazy. Call me a redneck racist. I'm just against all this crap. I, hey, I'm all for burning oil. Come on, let's get production going. We're going we're gonna to kill our economy. We're not killing the climate. Come on, let's face it. There's nothing wrong here in Canada. And I wrote a poem. Can I read you a poem? You got a poem? Yes. I haven't had a good poem in a little while. Is it a good poem? Okay, here goes. <laughs> that France's capital, Paris City, was cruelly attacked is such a pity. Crazy men with guns at hand cause chaos and fear throughout the land. People don't deserve to die and calls all others to weep or cry. Why is punishment so rarely seen? We should bring back the guillotine. Thanks for the call, Ian. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. That wasn't a bad poem. 
Uh, Jimmy in Ottawa, you're on the Low Green Show with Brian Lilly. Yeah, so I was reading an article in, in the um, in Toronto paper about a Muslim column, and it stated that the uh, hijab was part of the culture in Canada. It's not true. It's not part of our culture. It's an Asian culture, and when people come here, they should jump into our culture, not the Asian one. If they want to be Canadian, do like us, dress like us, because that's what I'm afraid we're going to be bringing back well, uh, 25,000 more uh, of the you, same thing. You, you, know, you know what's fascinating? is that um, I speak to to people like Tarek Fatah and Rahil Raza and Dr. Zudi Jasser out of the States. I should have him on. These are all Muslims. And Zudi Jasser is practicing Muslims, helped build many mosques, but he agrees with you on issues of assimilating to the culture. He served in the United States Navy, I believe it was. He was in the, the service anyway. Interviewed him up here at the Manning Center Conference. Fascinating guy. But they will tell you that the people wearing the hijab and the and the niqab is is a minority view. But if you look at the way most uh, even sim- very sympathetic portrayals in the media are, they would make it make you believe that this was common. And what what that does to the majority of the Muslims that don't wear this is feel like, wait a minute, how come every time you show a picture of a Muslim, you're showing someone with their face covered? Exactly. And when these people came in around the century, and I'm talking about all the people from Europe, they became Canadian. That's us today. And we dress like Canadians. I can understand an older person dressing in black because, you know, they've, they're back home. That's how they did. But in Canada, I can't see why these young people are dressed in black. Black is a, a funeral uh, a sad color, and here they are throwing this black at us. Get dressed like Canadians and wear the toques like us in the winter <laughs> and become Canadian. You got to wear a toque? Uh, well, we well, got... No, but I mean, B, you know, a long time ago, if it would have been proper to get dressed with sheets uh, in the cold winter, we would have. But this is what we have, and this is our culture. And don't let them tell us that it's part of the Canadian culture. It's not. I, um... As long as they just do this thing, they don't want to be part of us. I, I, I believe that uh, that most actually do, and I think it's the, the minority and, and, and their enablers, people like the University of Ottawa that say, you can't practice yoga unless you're of the right well, culture. It's well, all you know part what? of the same crazy mindset, Jimmy. You know what? You're right about that, but it's, it's about time that the majority of the Muslim people start telling themselves and policing themselves and telling the people, you're in Canada, be like Canadians. Don't keep these things going. If you want to be practice your religion, it's perfect. Every one of us practice our own religion on our own time, not on my time, on a public time. We're paying for them to come over. We love them. We want them to come over, but we want them to become Canadians 100%, not just the way they want. Like we're fed up with this tolerance. We've tolerance enough. Jimmy? Now, let's be Canadian. Let's all of us, like my grandfather and everybody, and they fought wars to protect ourselves. And here we are, we're being told, oh, tolerance, tolerance. Well, you know what? Tolerance, my eye. Thank you very much. All right. And in Ottawa, you're on the Little Green Show with Brian Lilly. I don't know where to start. That, that, am, that's a common theme today. You can start am, with Notre Dame being number four in the college football ranking. Yeah, you could start well, with I'm, that. I'm really happy the Red Blacks won, even though I didn't watch the game. I'm really happy I want them to do well. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that, okay? Um, I... I am so freaking tired of being told I'm some kind of racist bigot for having any kind of concern about all this importation of this culture that's going to be predominantly Muslim from this region. 
And, I mean, I've heard so much discussion on this. Okay, so there's a couple of things I want to say about that. First of all, why are we putting all our refugee eggs in one basket? There, are, there have to be a million refugees around the planet who have, like, even in South America, who are leading just terrible lives. Why, not, why are we bringing them all just from this one place? You can't help everyone on the planet. You just can't. And, you know, I'm so tired of people like Mr. Watson in Ottawa, uh, Justin Trudeau, John McCallum, Kathleen Wynne, preaching to us, we must help them. Bring them into your homes. Yeah, why don't you step up, buddy, and bring them into your home? And kicking out those people, those guys in in the Army, you know, I, I don't know if that's true, if they're in the the Army, whatever, lodging or whatever. I think that's really rotten. In, in, in the barracks. I think that, you, that we better brace ourselves, because you think it took a long time at emergency before? I mean, this is an insane plan to bring all these people here. And you made, you made uh, like, to bring them here so fast without checking them out, for God's sakes. Like you well, said, this country, the, the courts run this country. Parliament does not. They said, oh, you're being a bigot. We have to let them stay, even though he's tried to blow up the Parliament building. It's okay. He could do that. It's his constitutional right or whatever. I mean, you know, I am so insane. And like you said, there's 800,000, is it 800,000 people in Ontario that don't have a, a doctor. Freak- yeah, don't have so a now, freaking now, doctor, and Wynne wants to bring in more, and she's still sticking it to the doctors and handing more money to the teachers. I mean, we won't have a doctor left in this province in five years at the rate they're going. I'm so tired of this. You, you know, if you have to go to emergency, good luck with that. Instead of six hours, it's going to be 12, and you, you won't be able to find a specialist. And all the money... Like, can you imagine 25,000 people coming here? They're all going to need dental care. Guess who's paying for that? There's well, only one taxpayer. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's crazy. It, it, it is going to be expensive, and it's going to go on for years. I would be less expensive, and we could still bring over the same numbers if we didn't rush. But uh, we're being told not to worry, even though I read off that list of people that got in in the past that shouldn't have got in. And thanks for the call. Okay, bye. Brian Lilly sitting in for Lowell Green. Now back to Lowell Green on Ottawa's home for breaking news, covering what matters to you. News Talk 580 CFRA. Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green. I was trying to get my mind off of all things refugees for a few minutes there. We opened the show talking about the Red Blacks, took a few calls on that. Fantastic game yesterday. But just looking at where Notre Dame is in the college football playoff rankings, and right now they sit fourth behind Clemson, Alabama, and Iowa. And we still got a couple of weeks left to go. So things are looking up. Andrew is in Cornwall. Andrew, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Yes, hi. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Uh, I just immigrated from uh, from Eastern Europe from uh, in uh, 1981. It took uh, Canadian government uh, to proceed uh, my papers four years. So that's over two million, over two million uh, minutes. Now the Liberal government he wants to do it under five minutes per person. How they can do it? I don't know. I, I look. I, I think four years, Andrew, was far too long. And I know that we ended up with a huge backlash, or not backlash, backlog, 
that at one point, um, before the Harper government came in, some people were waiting even longer than that and not getting answers on whether they could come to Canada. That's too long. But taking minutes to screen someone, when I read off the names of the people that have come into Canada, Mahud, Mohammed Issa Mohammed, terrorist. It took us, what, 20-some-odd years to get rid of him? Ahmed Rassam. We've got others. There's a case we're still trying to deport a, a, a Tamil a uh, guy who is alleged to have committed war crimes and terrorist acts with the Tamil Tigers. So what's wrong with our system? I Well, I think right now it's being run by people that um, see everything through rose-colored glasses. They, no, they, that, don't, uh, they don't want to acknowledge. Some people in North Canada, in, in Cornwall, mm-hmm. which is under construction, was, uh, I don't know if it's done or not, uh, nice, newly renovated... Now this uh, nearby this Islamic Institute, what's wrong with uh, placing them over there? They already have their religion. Well, I, I, look, Andrew, it's not where they place them. Uh, it's that so many are coming in such a short period of time. And well, you know, I guess there are problems with where we could be placing people. We might be kicking soldiers out of barracks. We might be shutting down military training so that they've got a place to go and. I don't know what all the barracks are like at these different places, but I know that traditional military barracks, not a good place to house families. Hmm. Not a good place for that. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Ellen is in Ottawa. Ellen, you're on the Lowell Green Show with Brian Lilly. Hi there, Brian. Um, Okay. Uh, I'm one of the ones that says I don't know where to start first. Um, My basic opinion about the refugees is... We have to look after our own first. We have our own problems here. And what what, what was that number? 800,000 people in Ontario don't even have a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so bringing more people in from wherever isn't going to help that situation. Uh, obviously, they it's a bad idea. The whole thing's a bad idea. Do you think that we're going to see lineups at emergency rooms or it'd be tougher of to get course. into to doctor. I was talking to a couple of doctors about this because some mm-hmm. some medical practices are being approached and saying, you know, can you take on some right. of these people? But right. most of them are, are not equipped to handle and unless the people come and speak English, they're not equipped to handle it because there That's needs right. to be translation. You yeah. are, you're either able to speak the language or you need translation. Yeah. So th- that's going to make a trip to the doctor that much longer. Right, right. Um, and, and anybody who can speak who doesn't need a translator is going to be made to wait <laughs> even longer. Uh, I, you know, it's um, it, it's it's just bad all around. And you know, it's scary that the prime minister and his his gang don't seem to understand these day to day realities that uh, we have to deal with. Well, yeah. what what has he ever had to wait for? He kept. During the election campaign, he kept saying that Stephen Harper didn't understand because Stephen Harper has been chauffeured around his whole life. Justin Trudeau was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, and exactly. it's never left. Exactly. He doesn't yes. understand the reality of everyday Canadians. That's right. And the, and the yoga thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when I first heard that this morning, I went, what? About five to ten times. I thought it was There's... a joke. <laughs> so did I. They're saying that, that people who aren't of... Hindu or Indian 
culture? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. What, if, what if you're uh, an Indian Christian or Indian Muslim? Can you do yoga? Or is that also <laughs> cultural appropriation? They have large who, numbers who, of both of those religions there. Who, who on earth? is saying this did somebody it's, complain to the students no there here was there, there was no complaint oh. there was no complaint this is the students union doing what students do best looking for reasons to be offended thanks Maybe for the it's part of a social uh, studies uh, this, survey here <laughs> this is social justice warriors at their best thanks for the wow. call okay Gloria in Ottawa, you're on the Lowell Green Show. Hello, Brian Lilly. Um, I hope I can get these points out. Uh, the Liberals, you know what, now they're continually spreading fear and false claims that we must lower uh, our carbon emissions. But these are UN statistics that I'm going to give you. Okay. This is from their scientists. Canada's total world uh, carbon output is a mere 1.6%, one of the lowest in the westernized world and barely measurable. And global warming has not increased for the last 18 years. Yet this tax and spend liberal government is going to force a carbon tax on all of us. And it's nothing but a big tax grab. Gloria, just because the United Nations own document from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says that there hasn't been warming since 1998 doesn't mean that it's not a very serious issue that's going to kill us all. Prince Charles said so. So, like, that's, like, It's ridiculous. It's calling them a liar. (laughs) <laughs> their, oh, really? Their own document says no warming since 98. Their own document talks about the pause. But, you know, Prince Charles is telling us yes, the Prince Syrian Charles, civil war was caused right. by this. Canada does not need a carbon tax when it's when our carbon emission is so low. I mean, we're overtaxed as it is, and people are barely surviving. And I've yet to hear any liberal politician quote any scientific facts and numbers. Uh, you know... Uh, uh, like I say, it's just a tax grab. And another thing that the liberals won't tell you, in Alberta, the Royal Dutch Shell, this is a Shell, co- shell uh, mm-hmm. oil company, uh, it's, it's a uh, big oil refinery company, and it's just opened up a carbon capture system in its refinery that captures the carbon dioxide instead of releasing it into the air. Mm -hmm. But they don't say anything about that. This is important news, but yet the Canadian media, we are being kept in the dark by the government and this Canadian media, media, uh, and they'd rather report on what's happening with the the Kardashians and call that (laughs) news instead. You know, and these uninformed liberal boys well, have put this darn party in power, and now we're all paying, going to pay the price for this. I could talk about Gigi Hadid getting her photos stolen by hackers if you want. She's a no. model. I could talk about that. It'd be like the Kardashians. Yes, Look, well, uh, well, good, sure, carbon, exactly. carbon capture and storage was very big, very important. All the environmentalists loved it. Then Stephen Harper and the conservatives got behind it and said, fine, we'll invest in this. And then it became the worst thing ever. I did tour a facility that opened uh, next to a coal plant in Saskatchewan about a year or so ago, and it is capturing uh, what is being put out by that, I think the last coal-powered plant in uh, in that province. Uh, Premier Wall is in town for this meeting. He will be the voice of sanity at the Premier's meeting with the PM, but he's going to be drowned out, Gloria. Well, all they have to do is put scrubbers on those coal plants, and there's there's hardly, it barely a, a measurable, I think it's 0.5% that, that is emitted out. That's all they have I to do. understand, absolutely. We are being conned so badly, uh, and, and people don't know it. Yes, we are. Thanks Thank for the you. call.
Brian Lilly in for Lowell Green back here on the Island of Sanity tomorrow at 10. We'll get back to your calls then. Lunch Bunch coming up. John Ruddle from CTV Ottawa, Councillor Tim Turney. And of course, 1 to 2, I'll be here as well. I'm Brian Lilly. This is News Talk 580 CFRA.